Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Lackford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game League, up until 6 o'clock as the morning roast with Bonte Hill and Mr. Jim Cozumore will take you until 10. But today, there's a lot to talk about. What a what a weekend. I mean, we had the Giants in the big series uh, uh, this weekend against the Braves. They're back at home for the four-game set against the Brewers. And following that, they got the Dodgers, then they got the Rockies, and they don't get, they don't get any days off. And quite frankly, uh, the team right now, they do look fatigued. But we saw that over the weekend. We had, I mean, what else do we have? We had the Little League World Series. We had the championship. We had Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. But who cares? We had the Raiders versus the 49ers. We had the A's versus the Yankees as well. I mean, we had a lot going on this weekend, and I do want to focus on the 49ers versus the Raiders, and specifically the 49ers and what they did yesterday, because that was a hell of a first couple of drives for the 49ers as yesterday. I mean, the Raiders, they don't play anybody. John Gruden just decided, look, I know that this is going to be a dress rehearsal for the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan has talked about this. He said that week three, he's going to be putting his starters out there. So what's John Gruden's answer? I am going to put all the guys who are on the bubble, fringe players, and we're going to put them on the field and see how they fare and give them a real shot. (laughs) I felt so bad for him. And that's how I was feeling in that first drive. In that opening drive that the 49ers had after the Raiders just went three and out and go, Three straight runs. <laughs> I mean, it's just it was it's it was typical, typical. But uh, with what the Raiders did, bringing out their backups, Kyle Shanahan nevertheless was rolling out there with Jimmy Garoppolo. Then on the broadcast, they mentioned that Garoppolo would probably play uh, probably play a, a, a quarter, a quarter and a half, and then Trey Lance was going to come in. But no, no, no. 
Instead, instead, Kyle Shanahan decides, you know what? I'm going to rotate the quarterbacks. I'm going to see what it's like using two QBs in a single drive, and I'm going to run it down their throat, and that's exactly what he did. First off, it was good seeing Raheem Mostert out there. Raheem Mostert is a guy I haven't really heard too much about. Um, Last week, it came to my attention before we started doing all these fantasy drafts. Had my first one last night, and quite frankly, it didn't really go too well, and I'm not going to harp on that right now. But the thing to me last week that revealed itself was Trey Sermon is getting drafted more than Raheem Mostert. He's higher on draft boards than Raheem Mostert. Trey Sermon, the rookie who is bound to be the backup this year. And Raheem Mostert, I thought, in those first couple of drives, it looked like he hadn't slowed down. They went out there with their starting offensive line, which we haven't seen yet, which included Alex Mack at center, along with Trent Williams at left tackle. We've seen Lakin Tomlinson and Daniel Brunskill and Mike McGlinchey uh, in this preseason, so those are those guys were nothing new. But we haven't seen Alex Mack and Trent Williams yet. And in that first possession, they decided to they decided to pull out every single weapon in their arsenal, whether it's using gun runs with Raheem Mostert or bringing in Trey Lance and using him as a decoy for Raheem Mostert. There were a couple of plays on there which just looked real nice, especially uh, that 17-yard run from Raheem Mostert. That first one where Trey Lance came in for the first time for Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's like, damn. The defense is totally thinking about what Trey Lance is going to do. And every single play, I just kept laughing. I just kept laughing because the Raiders didn't have anyone out there besides third and fourth stringers, and Kyle Shanahan was just able to take advantage. But that leads me to this at 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. What did you think about Shanahan using the dual QBs yesterday? Do you think that's going to be more prevalent in the season? Do you think he's going to be going to that whenever he's actually playing against first-string teams? Or do you think he should use dual quarterbacks now? Has that changed your mind at 888-957-9570 if you didn't think so before? Because we were having that discussion last week, and we've had that discussion time and time again on the station Do you want Kyle Shanahan using Trey Lance in those types of, you know, Taysom Hill packages is what we were calling them just because Garoppolo said that he was speaking to Breeze about it and getting his advice and tips on how to overcome that sort of stuff. But this was the first time in the preseason where we saw those two used as really a dynamic duo to keep the defense on their toes. So I want to know from you at 888-957-9570, do you want that option? Do you want to use the dual QBs? Here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say after the game yesterday about why he was using those dual quarterbacks. I think it's me trying to do it, just not knowing exactly when. I mean, I, they both know it's coming, but you just don't know when it's coming. So I wanted it to be pretty random, and um, at least doing it today felt pretty comfortable. And I thought that he must have just been rubbing his hands together as he's watching a defense crumble on the opposite side when they didn't know what to do when Lance was not necessarily under center, but when he got into formation, no one knew what to do with Trey Lance. No one knew. (laughs) Because 
it, there, there's just so much of a threat with him. And yesterday we saw the good and the bad. And that's the thing that uh, we've seen with Trey Lance so far this preseason is that we have seen a lot of good. You know, there are, there are quite a few passes that he could rifle in there. And, you know, in sometimes these guys end up dropping the football like I don't know, Jalen Hurd, for example. Jawan Jennings had a couple of nice catches, but he did have that drop when they were in the red zone. Um, You know, he throws a different type of ball than these wide receivers are used to. He throws missiles. And a couple of them yesterday, I don't think the stats necessarily speak for themselves, speaks for themselves because he went 6 of 13, only threw for 46 yards, and he only averaged 3.5 yards a throw. So... You know, I don't know how much you can take that. I think you got to take it with a grain of salt because guys like Jalen Hurd were dropping footballs, and Jalen Hurd has officially turned himself into uh, Jalen Hurd has officially turned himself into the new Dante Pettis for the 49ers. That's the vibe that I was getting uh, along social media as I was following along. I tried not to look live at Twitter because it does distract from the game. But when, you know, the Raiders got their third and fourth stringers and this is a preseason game and it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, I had time to look at Twitter. And my goodness, whenever Jalen Hurd would drop a football, as soon as that would happen, cut Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd doesn't deserve to be on this team, blah, blah, blah. Like, he is the new Dante Pettis after uh, this game yesterday. But the thing with Trey Lance is there's been some good and some bad. You know, when a play breaks down and him being able to scramble out of the pocket and then run out of bounds, and sure, you don't necessarily get a huge gain out of it. It's not like you're going to be getting a first down every time. But getting a simple two to three yards when a play was completely broken and, you know, other quarterbacks who would just be standing behind the line of scrimmage, they'd just throw it away because there wouldn't be a play happening. Like, that's what Trey Lance can do. We saw uh, a couple of these quarterback read options where he could hand it off and you don't know whether he's going to be going to Mostert or he's going to be keeping it himself. He's reading the defense in that way. Um I think that this entire preseason we finally got a we finally got a glimpse as to what that run game could look like along with Trey Lance. We haven't really seen it too much because there's been a lot of times where he's under center and sure they could be running a play action and the play action is what got Trent Sherfield open in that first week, but uh, they haven't really run too many quarterback design run plays or RPOs, but we saw that yesterday uh, with Trey Lance. I thought it was fascinating to watch. But we do have a caller on the line at 888-957-9570 at the text line or the phone number. And you do know that I don't have a call screener, so I screen you on the air. And luckily, if you get out of line, you talk out of turn, well, I could just hang up on you right there. But what's your name? Where are you calling from? Thanks so much for calling the pregame show. Hey, how you doing this morning? It's Trey. I'm calling from Benicia. Trey and Benicia, what's going on, Trey? Oh uh, man, I just want to give my thoughts on yesterday's game. Um, yeah, I attended it. Um, for one, let me just start off. I'm a, still a true Oakland Raiders fan. I acknowledge them as the Oakland Raiders, what I always will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thoughts on the game yesterday. I, I get it. Yesterday, the Raiders had their third or fourth string players out there, but I don't know if you can really evaluate what the Niners really did because they went and played basically just not no disrespect. Yeah, of course. The Niners realize this. They played basically a JV football team. 
<laughs> you're going to have some dudes yeah. next week. In a couple of weeks, they're going to be back in groceries at Safeway, yeah. Lowe's, groceries, or something like that. So you can't really determine, like, did Jimmy outplay Trey Lance? I don't know. But I can say Trey Lance, to me, is no Patrick Mahomes. Like some of the Fuller Diner fans was talking about yesterday when I was at the game. And so I, I really don't know mm. what the Niners got, you know, to be honest with you. And I take your thoughts off air. Okay, Trey, yeah. And you know what? Let's lead that to a question. We can throw that out there. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. I think he makes a good point. Can you evaluate that dual QB system that Kyle Shanahan was running when he was going up against the third and fourth stringers? Because I will say this, the one thing for me that I can take away from it, one of my big takeaways from it, and they did mention it on the broadcast, but it was regardless of the defense, right, regardless of whoever's on defense, they didn't do anything to shoot themselves in the foot, so to speak. They didn't do anything as far as, you know, false starts, getting penalties. Like, they played a very clean brand of this type of football, and and they had obviously planned for it, by the way, uh, that it looked, because it was surgical the way that they were running it. Now, I, I, I get what you're saying, because they were just throwing out guys who were on the bubble, possibly not even going to make the team. Like, who is this guy? Besides, you know, I mean, you recognize Kendall Vickers, who was just constantly getting fooled. He was number 93 on the Raiders. You could tell that he was a deer in headlights at times when uh, he didn't know what Trey Lance was going to do. Gerald McCoy was a recognizable name who came in, number 61, the veteran who they just picked up, who unfortunately has been hampered by injury. Still a pretty good defensive tackle, but uh, I did think that it was very clean the way they did it. Not a lot of hiccups when they were running with Garoppolo and Lance at the same time. That's That was what my takeaway was. Now, are they going to run it as often? That's the question, right? Are, are they going to be doing that against the Lions? They could. I, I think they could. I don't know what the Lions' defense is going to look like. The Eagles, normally they have a pretty good front four over there in Philadelphia, but the rest of the defense, I don't know how it would play out. You could just tell that the guys on the Raiders were completely stunned. And, you know, there was a part of me that felt bad for him because these guys are just trying to make their own football team. And Kyle Shanahan is running this sort of just these mind games on these third and fourth stringers. I couldn't help but laugh, you know, but also feel bad at the same time. I want to know from you, though, at 888 at the text line or the phone number, what did you think of the dual quarterback system that Kyle Shanahan was running, and do you want him to implement more, implement that more in the regular season, or do you think that this is just a preseason game, nothing more to make of it? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the text line and the phone number because Kyle Shanahan did speak about that. We'll get to all that next. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show ninety five seven. The game. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Well, now. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know what that was. Stephen Langford in with you, 95.7 The Game. Thank you so much for taking your time on the Monday to join not only me, but 95.7 The Game, the station as a whole. Thank you to everybody out there. Man, what a weekend. What a fun weekend. Want to continue to talk 49ers as they had their game against the Raiders. And, um, you know, by the time the third quarter rolled around, the game was essentially over uh, uh, with Nate Sudfeld coming in. And, hell, it was over by the time the first snap was played, considering who the Raiders were trotting out there. And so that's the question at 888-957-9570 at the text line or the phone number. Do you feel like... You have a read on this offense at all? Do you feel like you can properly evaluate what Kyle Shanahan was doing with that dual quarterback system, even though the Raiders were using guys who were essentially trying out for the team? You know, trying to make that 53 man roster. Those guys at the end of hard knocks that you always love, where they're, you know, the the sixth or seventh round pick, and we don't know if they're going to be making the team or not. You find out that they have some sort of talent other than whatever they do in football and, you know, all that stuff. Like, that's who the Raiders were trotting out there in this game. So I want to know from you at 888-957-9570, can you evaluate the 49ers after what they did uh, in those first couple of drives yesterday where they were interchanging Garoppolo and Lance. Because, look, I got to tell you, I, I think that, look, the way that they were running through that Raiders defense, the fact that every single play was a positive gain and the threat that Trey Lance posed, look, they're not going to be running it as often. They shouldn't run that as often, the dual quarterback system, because, look, the risk of injury is still there. Jimmy Garoppolo running in for that touchdown. And by the way, just just a side note, something that I thought about yesterday, whenever we're evaluating Garoppolo, you know, I've you you've heard me on here before. Do I think that he's going to be able to lead a team to a Super Bowl? Not necessarily. But have I ever questioned his toughness? Has anyone ever really questioned his toughness? No. No, not with what he's done on the field because look, the man for what it's worth 
he could take a hit. Right. And we saw that yesterday on that run, on that little scramble going up the middle. And it was, you know, it was funny seeing him roll out there and just realize that he had a laid open. Aaron Rodgers is probably looking at that and thinking, huh, maybe I should have done that in the NFC championship game. But, um, I do think that the threat that Trey Lance posed and the fact that you have two completely different quarterbacks, no, they shouldn't be running it as frequently as they did yesterday. It's not like every single drive is going to look like that, but I do think that Man, if you throw Trey Lance in a red zone package, if you do that from time to time, you know, and completely try to fool the defense, I mean, it wouldn't force, because we're getting here from 888-957-9570, uh, where are you at? Where are you at? Where's the text? Because I'm getting a thousand texts in here. I mean, <laughs> that's what happens at 522 in the morning. It's a lot of texts roll in, and it's really hard to really hard to read a lot of them just because there are so many. Let's see here. Ah, here we go. From the 415. That took a while. I'm just kidding. It's right in front of me. Only negative thing about the Niners' dual quarterback system is the two types of velocities the receivers have to adjust to. And that is very true. But also, if you're just running into a red zone package, he doesn't need to use velocity. It's not necessarily the throwing that you have to worry about. You could really turn this into just a straight running team if you put Trey Lance out there in the red zone. Now, granted, I did mention last week that the risk of injury is there, but seeing how that worked out yesterday, seeing the lane that Trey Lance had just to go right in for a touchdown on the quarterback designed run, again, third and fourth straggers, so what can you really say? But they ran the play cleanly. They didn't do anything to they didn't do anything to kick themselves, you know? They didn't put the kick me sign on their back, tape it to their back. They didn't do anything like that. They ran that and they ran those plays and executed them just about as well as they could be executed, and the defense did a terrible job reading them. But we do have a caller on the line and go ahead and triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. But what is your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yep, gotcha. Hey, how's it going, uh, Wade? Giving you a call. Uh, Walnut Creek, California. But uh, how you doing? Heading back out to San Diego. Oh, nice. Been a long time since I've listened to the game. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. What you got? Yeah, was a longtime Raider fan, and uh, was a little upset with uh, John Gruden. I think uh, Mark Davis owes uh, every single Raider fan that showed up yesterday uh, P.F. Chang's coupon. <laughs> that display on the field, not even having half the team show up, quite frankly. Yeah. But uh, if you wanted, I know you wanted to weigh in on the Garoppolo and Trey Lance. They don't have a Drew Brees, Taysom Hill combo. They need to stick with one quarterback, let him roll, get him adjusted in the NFL, figure out the situation, and roll from there. All right. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah. Look, do you think that that's what it needs to be? At triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero, does it need to be exclusive for whichever quarterback is on the field, or do you want to see them change things up and run a dual quarterback system like they were doing yesterday? Because with the Saints, the thing with me that always gets me is you're in a completely different situation than the Saints were. Um, Drew Brees and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, uh, if I had to, you know, pick a part of their skill set that I think they uh, can benefit from, it's those short, intermediate passes. It's not necessarily those passes deep downfield. 
and Drew Brees and Jimmy Garoppolo are slightly similar in that way, except for, you know, Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he is that pure pocket, uh, 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 throwing a 10-yard slant type of quarterback. Like, Drew Brees is that guy. He is that mold of a quarterback. But Jimmy Garoppolo and him are similar in that sense in that their value comes on those short and intermediate passes. I mean, you saw it yesterday. There were a couple that Trey Lance made, or excuse me, that Jimmy Garoppolo made, that you think, all right, well, I've seen Trey Lance try to make those throws, and the receivers are just dropping them right through their hands. Um, It must have something to do with the speed of the quarterback. Uh, but I mean, for example, that throw to the sideline to Trent Sherfield from Jimmy Garoppolo is what has made him get the reputation that he's getting now, which is he can be accurate when he wants to get the ball out quick. He can, but in certain situations, he doesn't always see the open receiver downfield. But look, if he's paying attention to a receiver and he's staring at him, he could be accurate. He can be. It's just at certain times, um, you know, throw might go a little too high if he's throwing down the middle of the field. But outside the numbers toward the sideline, I think Garoppolo uh, is very good at making those throws. But man, just seeing those two on the field at the same time, seeing the type of threat that Trey Lance poses, I just couldn't help but wonder what would happen if they did start Lance during the season. And they just used Lance exclusive, exclusively. Defenses would get used to it. Of course they would. I mean, that's that's what defenses do. They watch tape and they try and, you know, check the audibles, see what they're going to do, and try to go from there. But, man, the threat that Trey Lance had posed when he was out onto the field, I mean, I wonder if that is... Just because Garoppolo was out there under center at first and they were just rotating between the two? Or if that's just because it's Trey Lance and he could be having that type of threat, running that type of threat on every single play. Sure, teams would get used to it. You know, they'd blitz him. There were a couple of times when the Raiders uh, tried to go after him with blitzes, and, you know, there are a couple of times that it worked. But, man, I saw defensive linemen just standing there when he handed the ball off to Mostert, thinking that Lance was going to try to run to the outside and run out of bounds. I saw Lyman just staring at him, tunnel vision on Trey Lance. Garoppolo doesn't pose that type of threat. I know he had that running court. I know he had that running touchdown. I understand, but I just couldn't help but think, man, if you eventually start Trey Lance in the season, that's the type of thing that you're going to get. Um, but there is, man. It was fascinating watching that in the first drive. It really was. (laughs) You know, both of them showed a lot of their strengths. Both of them showed some of their flaws as well. And Jimmy Garoppolo, after the game, here's what he had to say regarding the dual quarterback threat that they pose. I think that in and of itself benefits the team. I mean, we had two successful drives with it, scored on both of them. I mean, it's tough for defenses to handle that. I've never been in that situation, but... Just seeing it firsthand here today, it was, it's hard on him. So, you know, whatever's best for the team, I'm here for it. Just, it's one of those things, whatever's best for the team, you got to get behind that and be a part of that. And I think that makes for you as the best player you could be too. So, you know, it's all tied together. We're all in this thing together and, you know, we'll see where it goes. And I don't, I don't even know what the Raiders were trying to do yesterday. 
I don't know how you can properly evaluate any of those guys that were going up against the first stringers, but I also don't know how you can even evaluate your team going into the 2021 season. The 6-5-0 makes a great point in regards to the Raiders. I don't think the Ravens are a good team for Derek Carr to shake the rust off against. Not necessarily Derek Carr that I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about how the defense looked against a dual-threat quarterback, a guy who is a threat to run but can also sling the football. <laughs> like They did not show much yesterday. And I know it's, again, I'm going to continue to say it, third and fourth stringers, like what else am I supposed to call them? Fringe players, bubble players, whatever you want to call these guys, um, which is tough because, look, they're going after a dream. They're trying to play in professional sports. I'm not going to knock them for, uh, you know, I'm not going to knock them for trying to go on that path, but that's what they are. You know, we got to be real about it. That's what they were. But I don't even know if the starters are going to look that great against a dual-threat quarterback. I don't know what uh, John Gruden was really thinking there, although he just doesn't want to get his players hurt. And preseason isn't the time to get your players hurt as we got uh, a week left. But, you know, they had to throw the starters out there. Don't even know what they're going to look like. And one other thing, uh, speaking of the Raiders and, you know, 49er fans, a lot of you have been texting in throughout this preseason. You know, what do you think of Mo Hurst and Arden Key? Arden, Arden Key looks really good. I see him in the backfield a lot. Well, what you saw yesterday with Arden Key is what Raider fans have been seeing the entire time that he's been with them ever since he was drafted as a third round pick, I believe back in 2017. Like Arden Key, that's who he is. Gets into the backfield, can use those moves because he's more athletic than whoever the offensive lineman in. He's got length and he's got size. He's got strength as well. But closing in on a quarterback, reading where they're going to go, getting the right angle on them, you know, I haven't really seen that from Arden Keith throughout his time with the Raiders. See him getting into the backfield, but he's having trouble tackling quarterbacks, and he was doing the same thing with Nathan Peterman yesterday. Like, if you were paying attention to number 98, Arden Key, he was in the backfield a couple of times, but then he just missed on getting Nathan Peterman because he evaded uh, evaded Arden Key. Like, that's what happened. That's what happened with the Raiders, and that's what's going to happen until you know something changes, possibly with Chris Kasarek. But as far as I can tell, everyone's very surprised by Arden Key, and um, he's just shown the same stuff that he's shown with the Raiders. But also on the other on the on the on the D line tip, uh, man, Zach Kerr looks good. Zach Kerr, they always I don't know how they do it. But the Niners always manage to find these uh, uh, these defensive linemen who, you know, ha- have been in the league for a little bit. And Zach Kerr was really good for the Panthers when he was there. And I don't know what happened with them. Um, he was undrafted uh, with the Colts and then ended up making his way to the Panthers. But, man, I, I don't know how the 49ers found this dude. But he was great this preseason and maybe he could be another one of those guys that depth piece that they find you know the the carry hider juniors the dj joneses um those types of guys zach kerr looked really good this entirety of the preseason and he capped it off yesterday with another good game against the raiders I think that defensive line, uh, you know, besides the Arden Key thing, I think that defensive line, regardless, is going to be stacked. And Zach Kerr looking like another one of those ballers. All right. 
888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. Do you think, depending on who starts, do you think that they should just use one quarterback exclusively when they're on the field? Like, do you think that if Jimmy Garoppolo starts, they only need to be using Jimmy Garoppolo? Or do you think they need to be using the dual quarterback system where they're rotating between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance? What do you think? 888-957-9570. How much should they run that dual quarterback system? We'll get to that on the other side. Plus, Kyle Shanahan has officially had it with the who's starting in week one talk. He's officially had it with those questions. I'll play that sound for you other for I'll play that sound for you on the other side. Steven Lankford in with you, 95-7 the game. Now back to the pregame show on 95-7 the game. Here's Stephen Langford. Triple A nine five seven nine five seven zero is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in on anything today. But I want to know from you as we are talking 49ers, want to react to that game uh, from yesterday as the 49ers beat the Raiders. Well, the Raiders third and fourth stringers thirty four to ten. And you know you can only think so much about the score, uh, but. Their first team did absolutely dominate on those first couple of possessions, and they ran the dual quarterback system. So I want to know from you at 888-957-9570, do you think Kyle in, in, uh, Kyle Shanahan will implement that into his offense in the regular season, or do you think he's just going to stick with one quarterback? There's no need to bring two in. Do you think it's just going to be limited to the red zone? What do you think? 888-957-9570, because they used it, very efficiently yesterday, you know what? What's uh, uh oh, what's his name from the what's his name from the Chiefs? Hang on, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on it. Uh, it's uh, Hank Stram. Hank Stram is who I'm thinking of. Who says, you know, we're gonna re- matriculate the ball down the field, boys? Gosh, that was cringe. But nevertheless, uh, he was the one that was saying that on NFL Films, and that's what I saw yesterday with the 49ers when they were using two quarterbacks, when they were using Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. They were matriculating the ball down the field. Nothing but positive plays. So I want to know from you at 888-957-9570, what do you think? But we do have Oreo Cookie in Oakland who wants to weigh in on the game yesterday. What's going on, Oreo Cookie? Hey, good morning, good guy, Lanford, man. Um, I'm here, dude. Uh, I loved it, man. Um, I'm usually a defensive guy, and when the 49ers have been good recently, it's been all about defense. But with this offense, with Shanahan, it, it's got potential for explosiveness, man. I'm excited now on offense. No more running it down the middle three times and and go sit down and let our defense play. Our offense is here to play now. That's a good point. Thanks, Oreo Cookie, for weighing in. Yeah. Like, the threat that Lance was posing, just waiting for that right moment to hand the ball off to the running back just so the defense stalls, doesn't know what to do, then follows Trey Lance around and just completely forgets that they have the speedy Raheem Mostert behind them. I mean, those plays, I don't care what defense you were going up against, they were effective. They were very effective. 
And Kyle Shanahan yesterday, speaking of which, I mean, this dude at the podium, you know, when he first got here and he was answering quarterback questions, talking about Kirk Cousins, those reports came out. 49er fans were going crazy. But nevertheless, Garoppolo was the quarterback. And then, you know, Nick Mel- Mick Mullins and C.J. Beathard were their backups. And the questions always to Shanahan every season when Garoppolo, whenever Garoppolo was out was, Who's going to be the backup? I mean, if in 2019, if Garoppolo was starting, it'd be, who's going to be the backup between Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard? That was the question through the preseason. And then when Garoppolo was hurt following that season in 2020, it was the question, who's going to be starting for you? Who's going to be starting for you? And Kyle Shanahan was always very... How should I put it? He was articulate in what he was saying, but he was also very long-winded and just didn't want to give... A direct sort of answer to just basically, you know, pull a Nick Saban and just like, I'm not telling you anything, so quit asking. Like when he was asked yesterday about who's going to be the starting quarterback come week one, listen to this answer. Kyle Shanahan is fed up. That's we'll have to see. I mean, I, I don't like playing this game, but everyone keeps asking me that question. I'm not just giving the answer just to satisfy the question. I think we got a pretty good idea, like I said, all along. Uh, I think our team does, and um, we're pretty good with it as long as I can keep surviving press conferences. <laughs> it's like, he really, every single, he sounds like, every single sound clip, it sounds like... Uh, the boyfriend, the new boyfriend in a family, you know, like when a girl has a big family and you're meeting that family and you get along really well with them, then you're dating that girl for a while, then the family starts asking you questions like, when are you going to propose? When are you going to propose? His response is always the same to like that boyfriend who's in the family. That's what we'll have to see. I mean, I, I don't like playing this game, but everyone keeps asking me that question. I'm not just giving the answer just to satisfy the question. I think we got a pretty good idea, like I said, all along. Uh, I think our team does, and um, we're pretty good with it as long as I can keep surviving press conferences. <laughs> you know? That's how he sounded every time he's trying to. he's getting asked about the quarterback. But I saw on those first couple of possessions a very clean brand of football. There was a, a false start on Trent Sherfield, and Trent Sherfield, by the way, that man, he's not only making this roster, but he needs to be, in my opinion, your slot receiver. He's shown out in the preseason, show what he can do in the regular season, because right now in the slot, still up in the air, you know, Mohamed Sanu was a guy that everyone was talking about in taking that slot receiver position. But when you're just in, you know, 12 personnel and you have the luxury of throwing out the extra wide receiver there instead of, you know, maybe going with the fullback, the running back, and then two tight ends. Instead, you'll have one tight end and then Kyle Juszczyk and then whoever the running back is. You could put a receiver in the slot there. I think Trent Sherfield needs to get that spot, um, you know, Solely based off of what he's done this preseason, I think that he has um, officially earned that. But continuing forward, other than that penalty on Trent Sherfield, other than that, I mean, the offense was just rolling, rolling. And they looked so comfortable, and they were dictating the entire tempo of the game against the defense. You know, I feel bad. If any of those guys were trying to make the Raiders team, if any of those third, fourth, fifth stringers, whatever they are, fringe players are trying to make the team, and you're having a tryout against one of the best offensive minds in the game and a guy who has 
just as many weapons on his offense as a lot of these other uh, teams do. You're pretty well-rounded with your starting 11 on offense. Felt bad for those third, fourth, or fifth stringers, but man, they were rolling. They were rolling, and I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't help but think, you know, Kyle Shanahan can use this package in the regular season against the poor defenses. Now it doesn't have to be as prevalent as it was in that first drive. You know, it's not every other play you're rotating, rotating them in and out. It's not going to be like that for the entirety of the game. But I do think that you know when you're in a uh, when you're in kind of a lull and. You know, maybe Raheem Mostert is taking some time off and you're bringing in Trey Sermon to be the starting running back. I think that the connection that Lance and Sermon have, you know, you could put him in in certain situations, I think. Not as often as they did yesterday. Not the opening two drives of the game. I mean, that would go and uh, that would end up going uh, for two scores. No, it's you don't have to do it that often, but I do think that if you are in a situation where the defense isn't reading you very well and you got them on their toes, Kyle Shanahan knows the right time to call that sort of play, to bring in Trey Lance. You know, Sean Payton, I mean, we're giving all the credit to Drew Brees and how he handled everything with Taysom Hill. Well, what about Sean Payton? Great play caller. Sean Payton made it work. And the reason that it worked with the Saints is because he was calling those plays at the right time. And I think Kyle Shanahan can do that. I think Kyle Shanahan can do that. From the 5-1-0, offense looked good against bubble players. Not hard, in my opinion, but they're still professional athletes. I, I, I do get what you're saying, though. All right, let's go to the lines at 888 That's the text line and the phone number. I do have a couple of callers on there right now. Didn't go to break. Can't have a call screener because I'm doing the, stu- I'm doing the show from the same studio that the phone is in, and I don't have the luxury of being able to screen your calls as the show is going on. So... What is your name, and where are you calling from? I put you on hold a little bit ago. I'm, I'm Dave, and I'm on I'm on 680 somewhere. Dave, uh, let's go. What's up? So, I, I've got I've got a problem with Kyle right now. Ooh. My problem with Kyle is if you really think about it, and listen to the words that are coming out of his mouth. What is he doing to develop? Trey Lance. And when I ask that question, I mean, all the picks we gave up. In a normal world, that means you're starting this year. Jimmy's getting all the reps. He's coming out. He's playing the game of who's starting and who's not starting. He knows Jimmy Garoppolo starting. Jimmy's Jimmy's getting 95% of the reps in practice, and he's starting every preseason game. Where's the words that are coming out of Kyle's mouth that are saying this kid's good? He's got one of the best. Like Carball used to do with Kaepernick, it was crazy how he would talk about Kaepernick. Right. Where Where is the development coming? Where Where like it? It just I, I don't I don't see Trey as being a happy quarterback right now. My question also is when he's on the field, he doesn't look happy. Is that just all business, or is, is something going on? that that is, is not allowing him to be happy. That's all I got. Thanks. Well, appreciate the phone call, Dave, but I'm not going to act like I could read how happy Trey Lance is. If I had to guess, I think Trey Lance is pretty happy with being the third overall pick and knowing that they traded a ton of picks to get to uh, to get to him, and not only that, but getting the contract worth uh, you know a few million dollars. I think Trey Lance is pretty happy. I wouldn't be judging him based on 
what he looked like on the field. Like he's, I mean, if if anything, I don't think he was frustrated with how Kyle Shanahan was running the plays. The thing that you know Trey Lance would be frustrated by, and rightfully so, would be some of these wide receivers not catching the ball. And it's that it's that argument, and there, the argument is going to happen all week. You know, the argument is going to happen all week where, uh, where the argument's going to happen where it's like, well, oh, should the wide, re- the wide receiver should have caught it? It hit his hands. And then the other side is, well, the quarterback should have thrown the ball better. You know, it goes both ways on certain ones. And I think a lot of those yesterday, they should have been caught by the wide receivers. Like, they need to get used to it at this point. And I could understand that after three weeks in the preseason, somehow they still haven't gotten used to it. And Trey Lance would just be frustrated by that. Like, that's what I would think, Dave, um, when it comes to just how he looked on the field in terms of uh, being happy. (laughs) But, you know, look, I I think that Shanahan knows what he's doing. You know, he, if if Garoppolo starts this year, I think that Trey Lance is going to be brought in in certain packages. I think he's going to be brought in um, for a lot of red zone, for a lot of red zone plays. Like, you know, take away everything else, him moving the ball downfield, Trey Lance has been very good at it. You know, I'll always look at that Week 2 preseason game and what he did toward the end of the first half, going essentially the length of the field, damn near the length of the field, in 45 seconds. I mean, shave 25 yards off of that, but going the length of the field the way that he did with how quickly he did it, um, you know, there's a lot there to like. In Shanahan, though, he knows that once Garoppolo is in and he starts Garoppolo, he can easily just bench Garoppolo and then bring Trey Lance in, and Trey Lance can be your starting quarterback. If he does start him in Week 1, then there is the other side of that where you bring in Garoppolo as the backup. I mean, Garoppolo would already be unmotivated as it is, I would think, or he'd just appreciate the fact that he's getting paid twenty-five million dollars to be a backup quarterback. I don't, I don't, I don't know which uh, which type of the type of guy that Jimmy is. I don't know, um, you know, I don't know if he's a Chase Daniel type who appears to be okay with just being a backup and making his money in the uh, in the eight figures, or if he is just you know one of those guys who wants to be the starter. And if he's not the starter, then it's all over for him. I do wonder. It's gonna, it's gonna be a test for Garoppolo for sure uh, going into this season. But man, I don't care if it was against bubble players, fringe players, whatever you want to call them. That offense did look pretty when it was rotating between the two. All right, let's go to the next caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, what's going on, nice guys? Tomas from San Jose. My man, what's up? Niners. <laughs> hey. um... <laughs> I'm not even, you know, I'm not even excited that we beat the Oakland Raiders, yeah. LA Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. I can't even keep up with these guys anymore, man. All I know is that we're able to play and we stay in the Bay. Maybe from, you know, San Francisco to Santa Clara, but hey, we're still in the Bay. Um, but man, that that offense looks good. I mean, I, if Kyle goes with that, I mean, defense is going to have some, you know, trouble trying to figure out what we're what we're doing. But I mean, even if he's not going to go with it, it still gives them, you know, that. That, that look in their head like, man, if this, if this offense really throws two quarterbacks out there, you know, simultaneously, how we, how do we stop these guys? Right. I think it'd be awesome, you know, like you said, like to run it in the, in the red zone. But I also think that, you know, if the Niners are down, you know, especially like later this season we're on the playoff bubble or if we're fighting for that number one spot, run that offense. You know, you're going to keep the defense off balance. So I think that they should, you know, definitely keep that in their, in their, in their bag. But, um, to respond to Dave in the last call, mm-hmm. um, 
Kyle Shanahan has been saying since the beginning of training camp that Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback. So if you listen to the interview, he says, like we've been saying all along, we know who our guy is. So, I mean, if you kind of, you know, decipher it or whatever, it's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, right? That's what I would think. Yeah. Well, not only that, but what he said about Trey Lance. Trey Lance, I, I follow him on Instagram, which is kind of funny, but um, he posted last night, blessed. So, I mean, if he looks mad on the field or whatever, maybe it's just that business. You know, he's all about that business. He doesn't really show his emotions. And it's preseason, you know. But I think I think uh, Trey Lance is like he said in his post last night. Blessed, blessed to be a part of this offense. Blessed to be you know under Kyle Shanahan, the wizard. That's what I got. Thanks, nice guy. Appreciate you, Tomas. Yeah, man. I look. Take away all the questions that I'm asking. I've been going at this for a straight hour, but if you're a 49er fan and, and, and you're not excited for what's to come in the regular season after that starting O-line was out there, because we haven't seen them. We haven't seen Alex Mack start at center. We haven't seen Trent Williams start at left tackle. If you're not excited for what's to come with this starting 11 come the regular season, then man... Yeah, you're right. You can, I can hear you through the microphone. <laughs> Go some more pots air getting ready for the morning roast. Oh, man. This, this is just what happens. It's okay. It's okay. I'm a professional. All right? <laughs> but nevertheless, I'm saying with Raheem Mostert, Trey Sermon, I mean, you got a pretty good one-two punch right there. Trey Sermon looks good. You got that starting offensive line. You got... You know, Brandon Ayuk eventually, Debo Samuel, um, he's looked pretty good so far this preseason. Jalen Hurd is an interesting one, and I'm getting so many texts uh, at 888-957-9570 regarding Jalen Hurd and whether he's going to make this team. Jalen Hurd has officially become the new Dante Pettis. The early round, I don't know if you count the third round as an early round, but I'm going to count it anyway. The early round draft pick who, you know, is kind of on the fringe. A lot was expected of him. For example, there was a lot that was expected from Dante Pettis when he was coming out of Washington. A lot expected from Jalen Hurd, not only coming from Baylor, but after he had that touchdown in the preseason a couple of years ago. Man, some of those drops were pretty bad, but I do think that him leading the lead, uh, leading the team in targets, leading the wide receiver group in targets, I do think that that shows. And those were designed plays for him too. It's not like they were just going straight through their reads, going through their projections. And Jalen Hurd was the last of their reads, and they had to throw it to him. I think Kyle Shanahan made it uh, uh, made it known to their quarter, to his quarterbacks, whether it was Garoppolo or Lance, uh, mostly Lance in these situations. But it's hey. If Jalen Hurd is open, I'm going to be designing some plays for him. Try and throw him the ball. Because this is a test for him. We don't know whether he's going to be uh, making the team or not. And me personally, what do I think? I think some of those drops were pretty bad. Um, but if if Jalen Hurd does make the team, I think he can make the team. I, I mean, you're going to be rolling out there with what? Six wide receivers? Um, I like what Jawan Jennings has shown, although he had that drop yesterday, which was really bad. And, uh, you know, he only had three targets yesterday and only had one catch. But 
Man, I I think he will make this team. It just depends on how Kyle Shanahan wants to work out his 53-man roster. And we'll be getting into that uh, throughout this week because roster cuts will be made. And we will be analyzing the finalization of these rosters uh, way too much. Be micro-analyzing it way too much when in reality all that matters is the starting 22 that are out on the field. But I think he could make the team. I thought he did show some good yesterday, but he also showed some bad. He also showed some bad, like some, some, not just bad, but really, really bad, for lack of a better term. So I'm not sure where to go from with, with Jalen Hurd from here, especially since this is the first action that we're seeing of him. But I can guarantee you that if he does make the team, he's not going to be seeing six targets like he saw uh, in this preseason game. Kyle Shanahan definitely made it a point for Garoppolo and Lance to throw it to Hurd once he uh, designs these plays for him. Let's get one more caller in before we get to the morning roast with Bonte Hill and Mr. Jim Cozumore filling in for Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky today. But uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? What's up, my man? This is Eric from Oakland. Eric in Oakland. What's going on, man? What'd you think? Hey, you know, uh, as far as the quarterback, quote-unquote, controversy, I don't really think there is one. I, I I don't think anything we've seen in the preseason is going to confirm anything for this team, except for a few positions like, you know, Hasty and some other guys that pretty much, you know, uh, solidify their, their spots on the roster. Um, I'm not for the two-headed, uh, you know, tier, two-headed monster type idea. Of really? I think you need con- continuity. No, I think you need continuity with whichever one they decide to go with. The only thing is, if they're going to go with Garoppolo, we know what we have with him, but I'd love to see, you know, an occasional package for, you know, Trey get his, you know, his feet wet, like they say, a little bit. And then we'll see what happens if, if the offense is, is doing really well, because it's been vanilla so far. We haven't seen too much. Even in the running game yesterday, not, not that so much, you know, motion, no, much, no action, no jet sweeps. It was just a bunch of, you know, RPO. I don't think uh, Shanahan has shown a lot, so... I wouldn't, you know, put too much on it, but I, I want to see what happens when the whole team comes together, how the offense looks. Does Garoppolo, you know, look like he's better since he's thrown his, you know, his knee brace off? If not, then I would assume that after the week, I think the week six by, I think that's when they'll probably consider putting in Trey because by that time we'll have an idea of what Garoppolo is this year post-injury with all the um, – you know, all the off-field, you know, we don't want to call it drama, but, you know, all the, the stress that he's seen because he's, he's playing with, a, you know, the lit, the lit fire under him right now. So we'll see. Appreciate you calling in, Eric. And you know what? After all this talk, going on for an hour about it, I am so excited that the preseason is done and we get a week off and then we get regular season football. <laughs> I'm so excited because we can finally stop. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theatre in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheatre.com.